0: Hey, beautiful, Happy Thursday. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the reality of whether your kids are elementary school, middle school, high school, or you know you potentially could be dealing with a college student. There's all ranges that listen to this podcast and just the stress of this time of year and the reality of it. But I want to encourage you and help you find support for yourself so that you don't end up over drinking and then having a lot of regret after and missing being in the moment. So enjoy. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol-free that you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking's just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Hey ladies, I hope you're enjoying your week. It is beautiful. It's May 2022 in South Carolina. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous week here. And I'm so grateful for that. And this is that time of year that I remember, and I've already had these thoughts, but I'm learning just how to retrain them. But I remember like, oh my gosh, here we go again. The end of the school year, the pressures, I've got to keep up with the calendar, you know, oh, the teacher's going to throw a project out on me, or oh, I have to send in Capri Suns, or just all the different obligations that we feel placed on us at the end of the year. And some of it's really awesome, like awards day and band concerts and orchestra concerts. I actually have a graduate this year. Most of you know that who've been around for a while. She's graduating next week, May 19th. I cannot believe it. And I can believe it because, you know, they say when they're young, oh, it's going to fly by. And you remember when they're little and you're holding them and you're just like, there's no way this is going to go that fast. And especially those nights where you're up all night and they're screaming and they're crying and you are so exhausted and you're thinking, is this ever going to end? And then a new season comes and then it does. And then it's something new and then a new season comes. And then here we are with my daughter who is about to graduate. So I feel you mamas, no matter what stage you're in, the seasons come and go. And I will say I have enjoyed this last couple of years definitely more because I have obviously really worked on personal development. I've worked on my faith. I have not drank and I've really been more intentional about being present and being in the moment and finding ways to reduce my stress. And that's important to me. So I feel like most of you are here because that's important to you too, no matter what you're going through. So I want you to first start with your thoughts, okay? Just like I said in the beginning, we we have thoughts about the things that are coming up. Um, I used to have the sarcastic thought of like, yeah, of course they put Mother's Day in May. Like, really? Like, don't you think we should get more of like a summertime holiday because not only do we we have that one Sunday woohoo but then we've got all these obligations in May and all the things we have to do with the kids right and it's not that they're they're bad or we don't want to do them now don't get me wrong i'm going to fully be honest and say yes there are things i don't want to do but you do them cuz it's part of the process and that's okay because it matters most that you show up for your kids that you really show up for yourself and you're able to to walk through it so So the thoughts are a big deal and you know that your thoughts that you have create the way you feel, which can cause you to feel more stressed, which can cause you to desire to take action to cope. So let's just simplify it here and really decide as we're walking through these next three weeks, few weeks, I was going to say three and few and it kind of, that's a new word. So I want you to think about this in the sense of, okay, how do I want to feel And how do I want to show up? Now, this is very customized. So I'm going to kind of give you things that I do. And I'm just kind of flowing here. I don't have a ton of notes. I just have some basic outlines. But I kind of just simply go, okay, I know that when I look at my calendar, there's several things coming up. I also look at where am I at in my cycle? Because for me, a lot of times too, I know if I'm dropping down into my low energy week, And I know I'm more easily irritated, a little more, you know, edgy, I'm more tired. So things trigger me more when I'm more tired. So, okay. So I look at that too, because I want to know, hey, is there times where I need more alone time to de-stress? Or is there times where I actually truly need more rest because my body needs to be recharged? This is super important. And it matters how I think about it. It's like, okay, this week's coming up. Wow, I'm really looking forward to seeing my child be represented at awards day. Versus, ugh, I got to go to awards day. And I know there's going to be so many other moms and I got it's going to be crowded. And that's messing up my workout time. Like, it would be easy for your mind to go all kinds of places. So... But I also want to just to say, like, how do I, like I said in the beginning, like, how do I want to feel? Like, I want to feel happy. I want to feel excited. I want to feel energized. I want to feel at peace. And so I have to think about, like, if I want to feel those things, what do I need to be thinking about? And if I have to literally write out some thoughts that I want to think, like, I'm so proud of my child. I look forward to this awards day. This is a huge transition in this next grade that she's moving up into, where even though graduation is going to be really long, yeah, it's at nighttime, so it's not going to be so hot. And, you know, I really look for this moment. This is the only time, this is the only time I'll get to see this huge transition for my daughter, high school graduation. So, in order and see how just even saying those things, like, lead me to a place of, like, I'm excited about that versus having thoughts of dread or I'm tired or I feel overwhelmed or I can't believe no one's helping me. Why isn't my spouse, you know, stepping up? See how the difference, like I could easily be thinking those things as well and I have, but that's not going to lead me to feeling the peace, the energy and the excitement that I'm looking for. It's going to make me feel more dread. Um, probably a little bit ticked off or angry if I feel like I'm not being supported and I'm the only one doing things. So that's the first part. I want you to just sit with yourself. I want you to, you know, simply even look at your calendar and say, okay, how do I want to feel in these places? Okay. And then how can we welcome this season, even though we know it's going to be busy? That could be even the thought process. Say, listen, I know May is crazy town. I have three children, whatever your scenario is, and just say, hey, I understand. I'm fully aware that this is a very busy month, but summer's coming. And I know that I can look forward to some rest. You know, that first week my kids are out of school, we don't do anything. Like I still work full time, but they're old enough now, thankfully, where in the past, I would have to put them in a camp, things like that, which I would have to, you know, get them still get them up in the morning. I'm blessed to where they're at an age where they sleep. And so that first week, I let them chill out. They can snack, they can watch TV, they can sleep in. It's just sort of like they're like, (sighs) their deep breath because these last few weeks of school was hard on them too. Not only do they have these events where they perform just like my kids, they've had all these concerts that they're having to do that they look forward to. But this week they got three days of the big South Carolina testing. So think about even from their perspective, even though they're not over here navigating the calendar like we do moms, they still have some stress too. So this is another thing that could come up. Like if they're coming home stressed because they're thinking about, oh my God, I got to practice for my concert. or Oh goodness. What am I going to wear to award stakes? If you got girls, I know you, you feel, my son does not give a crap, but my girl, she is all about, okay, what am I going to wear? Mom, make sure you get me up early. I want to do my makeup. She's sixth grade. She's really now into all this. She is so precious. And, but they've got stresses too. So just think about moms. These are children, okay? They haven't gotten here yet with this, this learning and this personal development that you and I are working on and the journey that we're on. So we need to be the ones to lead the way. So what if we help them with their thoughts as well? So if we get ourselves in check and we work on how we're thinking about things so that we can create the feelings that we want, then we can in turn tell them too like, man, Isn't this awesome? You only have 10 days of school left. I'm looking forward to your concert. I know you're going to do great. You have worked so hard on practicing. I believe in you. Like anything that you can verbally say to them out loud, maybe they're more visual. Do you need to write some sticky notes to them or put something on their their door in their bedroom? I don't know. These are just ideas that are coming up for me. Because you know your kids and you know what they need and you know what stage of life you're in. And it's, you know, I'm verbal. So most of mine is very, very verbal. and But I have left sticky notes and stuff too. If I know that it's really something sweet I can do. I actually left my daughter. We just packed her uh, graduation announcements. And you know the little card that's inside that's really cute and it's got like the little silver um, um, detail around it. It's, and it's had her name and it said class of 2022. And I, I had an extra. So I wrote on there, I put eek, almost done like with exclamation points and like put it on top of her wallet yesterday. Now she hasn't said a word. I'm sure that when she saw it, she smiled and she was so excited. And then she just went to school and she's busy. But I know that that probably like gave her a little boost. Right. So just little things like that. It's kind of fun to do too. So what do you want to see in yourself too? So not only do you ask yourself, what do you want to feel? I like to ask myself too, like, how do I want to show up? Like I have a sticky note that especially when I'm having a, a difficult conversation with someone or maybe, you know, I am planning for some event. Like I just check in with Michelle and say, okay, Michelle, how do you want to show up today? No matter what your circumstances are, What's going on with your life? Like, how do you want to show up? No matter how hot it is outside, how loud it is in the cafeteria, whatever's happening, how do you want to show up? And I decide, and that's how I show up. Because we can put this in kind of a time blocking. If you're a super organizer person and you like time blocking and, you know, sometimes those of you who don't see things that way, you think sometimes that's just the day is just really big. I just encourage you to kind of dial it down because like, listen, if we're talking about these events, what are they? Two hours or less, probably, other than my graduation for my oldest, that's going to be pretty long. But like, how do I want to show up? I want to show up with like attentive. I don't want to be distracted and on my phone. I want to show up like fueled. I want to make sure that I have had food and, you know. Something in my body. It might have a little caffeine. Might want some coffee on the way. Like, I want to smile. I want to look happy for her because she's going to be and he's going to be looking for me. Right? That's how I want to show up so that they get the message that mama's here for it. And even if maybe there's things going on behind the scenes, it's all right. My kids see that too. My kids see the real stuff. They, they see me get upset. They see me cry. And that's okay. And I can decide how I want to show up when there's something special happening. Okay, here's another thing I want to just invite you into, depending on where you are in this season. If you are feeling a bit overwhelmed, remember though, how do we use our language here, ladies? We don't want to say I am overwhelmed because that is identifying. We're basically laying that burden on our shoulders. What we ask is, how am I overwhelming myself right now? Because we are the only ones that are in charge of being overwhelmed of ourselves, to ourselves. We're the ones that do it. Okay, So what I mean by that, if this is the first time you've heard this, is what have you said yes to? What have you agreed to? What are you thinking about that is causing you overwhelm? Because it might not even be what you've agreed to. Maybe the calendar is is truly like this is just what it is but it's the way you're thinking about it. Go back to the beginning. If your thoughts are leading you to overwhelm, how do you need to shift them? How can you even advocate for yourself and ask for help? Another example, the other night I had gotten all the addresses together for my daughter's um, graduation announcements. You know, I had to ask different family members to send me things and um, I just, I had to do something else. So I asked my son, I was like, hey, (laughs) here's where it comes in when they love to watch TV, right? I'll give you an extra 30 minutes of TV time. If you put these little cards in here and you stuff these envelopes, he's like, okay. And I'm like, just don't get them dirty. (laughs) I had to put that note in there, right? Because he's 11 and you know, I can totally see him eating like, Cheetos and trying to do this, right? I was like, make sure your hands are clean. Make sure the surface that you're using is clean. And this is what I need you to do. And he did it. So why is that important? I brought in help I asked my kids to be a part of it. What is, what is going on in your life that maybe you can say, all right, kids, mom's got a lot happening. I'm coordinating these things that I need to take to your classroom or these dates has happened. Here's what I need you to do. And it even could be not, if they can't do something that you need them to do for you, have them prepare, teach them what that looks like. Have them get their clothes out, decide in advance. Okay, what do you want to wear to this thing? What do you have to wear to this thing? Do you know how many times the night before my son has come? He's like, oh man, I need $10. Or I'm supposed to wear black pants tomorrow and I don't have any that fit. And I'm like, well, dude, we better get a, we better get a bobby pin or whatever those pins are. What are those, what are those diaper pin things? I don't even know. I'm like, cause if they don't button, that's your problem. You waited too long. But think about that. Like, how can you go ahead and say, all right, kids, y'all know what you're supposed to wear. Let's get it out and get it ready. Make sure everything looks good. And trust me, please hear me say, I've used an iron like twice in a year. <laughs> I am that person. I do my best to not iron. So there's times where my kids are wrinkled. There's times where their hair, I mean, I'm only saying this because these are awesome ideas for you. You take what you want and you leave the rest because there's times where I'm like, whoa, how come we didn't plan ahead for this? And, it, and that's reality. But I know that those of you who are here, that we can tend to go cope. That's why we're here. So I know back in the day, I'm like, okay, I'm just stressed out. Screw it. And I drink. Because if I drink, I can just numb out all that chatter in my brain and it will quit telling me how oh my God, there's other moms that probably have done way more than you. I can't believe you forgot to take the juice boxes yesterday. And this is so overwhelming and you've got so much to do and just uh, ah, all the loudness. And then I just choose to drink, right? That's what I did. That's what you're doing, some of you. And I'm trying to help you understand that like, these are baby steps. This is not a podcast you're like, check, I got it this week. And next week's going to be perfect, Michelle. No. But what can you take out of this? I would say the most important thing you can take out of everything I've said so far is shifting your thoughts based on how you want to feel and how you want to show up. That's it. Start there. You can even write this, write this down, write a T. What are my thoughts right now? Write everything else that's coming. And then write an F. How is this making me feel? Well, crappy. I'm feeling pissed off. Like whatever's going on. And then what actions were you planning on taking or not taking? Because that's the thing is everything we do and the actions we take, how we talk back to others, how we react, what we do is all based on how we're feeling right before we made the choice, right? Because I could easily, you know, receive a negative, what I would label as, I'm saying quotations because we're the judge of positive and negative, okay? I could receive something that wasn't very nice, whether it was an email, phone call, text message. And in that moment, I could choose to be like, oh my God, I cannot believe how they're talking to me and they're judging me. And um, I did not do that. And I cannot believe that person. And I would react in a way that was very hurtful, probably back to them. Like, I can't believe you're doing this or like, and then you would feel that energy in your body, right? You know what it feels like when you get like stressed and ticked off versus like, huh? Okay. Let me read through this again. All right. Let me see what their perspective is. Let me think is, how's the best way that I can answer this so that they feel validated and they feel like that, you know, I can speak the truth and and just desire to be more calm inside my body so that I take an action of kindness and grace. No matter what that person did or said, because that's a whole nother episode on control And the thoughts that we think we do control other people's emotions, we only can control ourselves, sister friends. And this is a lifelong journey, let me tell you, because I've been working on it for a long time. And that's that sneaky one that comes up. But I know I can control my thoughts. I know I can learn to self-regulate my emotions. And I don't like to say control emotions. I mean, we can in a sense, but you're going to get triggered and you're going to feel things in your body in an instant. I just mean more like we can learn how to self-regulate and let that energy pass through our body. And this is, this is mastery. You will get there and you will, you'll be like, wow, I, as you grow through this journey, it's, it's amazing. But where you are now is you're, you're not, you're not there. And that's where you start with your thoughts, start with how you want to show up and do you or do you not want regrets, right? So these are all things I can help you with. These are all things that we go deeper into with regulating your emotions and development and really just helping you kind of uncover these triggers and these parts of you that may get defensive or may get controlling and, and really help you remove the dependency on alcohol so that we can look, I'm just like, look under the hood of the alcohol and see, okay, how can we work in there? And that's what one-on-one coaching does. And I have a special in June. I've got two spots left for a June coaching special. It's $100 off for a 12-week package. So that's working with me for three months, which is huge to have one-on-one time with me. We connect with each other through WhatsApp during the week. You have full support where you can grow and develop in and just really be the woman that God wants you to be and just begin walking towards your desires and your goals. So I wanted to read a quick testimony before we go from one of my beautiful clients in the past. I want you to hear a part of her story in the beginning. Um, This is from Carrie. I know that y'all have actually heard from her before. She is now over a year or longer. She's passed a year alcohol free. When she wrote this, she was almost six months, but she was giving me a testimony and I was like, I read it today and I was like, oh. My women need to hear this because you're probably here or you have been somewhere in this area. So she said, Michelle, I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you and anyone else who might be struggling like I was what a wonderful experience coaching with you has been for me, as you know. I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. I was a nightly wine drinker. My problem wasn't the stereotypical drinking problem that is conjured up when you think about alcohol abuse. I am a high-functioning, high-performing woman. I've never been arrested, missed a day of work, a workout, or otherwise did anything to ruin my relationships or sabotage myself outwardly. I even competed in three Ironman triathlons and qualified for the Boston Marathon numerous times, all while in the midst of an unhealthy relationship with wine. In fact, I bet most people would have been shocked to know that I struggled with alcohol consumption. My struggle with alcohol was gradual. I didn't even start drinking until my 30s, but no longer after I discovered that I liked wine, my consumption became a daily habit. First with only one glass, but near the end, I was up to nearly a bottle each night and more on the weekends. I would wake up nearly every single night drenched in sweat with my heart racing and my mind spinning. I hated myself so much that most nights I had thoughts of self-harm, self-loathing, and if I was able to get back to sleep, I would wake up with horrific shame, guilt, uncontrolled emotional regret. I knew what was causing this to happen. It was wine, but I couldn't stop. I desperately wanted to, but every night my memory of the night before had faded and I would pop open a bottle of wine and start the cycle all over again. I was miserable. Working with you, I have learned so much. I have created an, a new, healthier habits to begin each morning with my coffee, quiet meditation and prayer, lots of prayer. I've learned that my thoughts control my feelings And I have control over them if I pay attention. Holy cow, did I have some negative thought patterns. I still do, but again, I'm learning to pay attention and quickly change them in the more realistic representation of my current situation. And notice how my feelings change for a better as a result. Because I've worked with you, I've learned that it's okay to take care of myself unapologetically and stand up for myself versus always being a people pleaser. I have a new appreciation for what I bring to the table as a wife, mother, and leader. I'm more confident in my words and actions because my mind is clear and I believe myself in a way that I didn't before. I could go on and on about how dramatically so much of my life and the way I feel about myself have changed for the better. I would recommend working with you to anyone struggling with alcohol dependence or even if they just need someone to objectively and kindly help change negative patterns and habits that no longer serve them. What a beautiful testimony. I love Carrie. We're still friends. That's the cool thing is once we have a coaching relationship, we're always friends, y'all. I love it. It's so cool. So email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com and have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your life. Enjoy learning more about you. And until next time, stay blessed.